2: Please be nice to your barista. Otherwise you might end up with a pumpkin, spite, latte. (coughs) Did you hear about the dirty Easter egg hunt? It was hosted by the Dust Bunny. What did Han Solo name his clone? Han Duo.
3: If you just read the bio for Dr. Steve, host of Weird Medicine on Sirius XM 103 and made popular by two really comedy shows, Opie and Anthony and Ron and Fez, you would have thought that this guy was was a bit of a, you know, a, a clown.
4: Why can't you give me the respect that I'm entitled to? I've got diphtheria crushing my oesophagus, I've
3: got Ebola vibes dripping from my nose, I've got the leprosy of the heart valves exacerbating my incredible woes. I want to take my brain out and blast it with the wave, an ultrasonic echographic and a pulsating shave. I want a magic pill for all my ailments, the health equivalent of Citizen Kane. And if I don't get it now in the tablet, I think I'm doomed and I'll have to go insane. I want a requiem
4: for my disease. So Dr. Steve. Dr. Steve.
3: From the world-famous Cardiff Electric Network Studios, it's Weird Medicine, the first and still only uncensored medical show. In the history of broadcast radio and now a podcast, I'm Dr. Steve. With my little pal, Dr. Scott, the traditional Chinese medical practitioner gives me street cred. The whack alternative medicine assholes. Hello, Dr. Scott. Hey, Dr. Steve. Hello, and my partner in all things, Tacey. Hello, Tacey. Hello. This is a show for people. (laughs) Wow. This is a show for people who would never listen to a medical show on the radio or the internet. If you have a question you're embarrassed to take to your regular medical provider, if you can't find an answer anywhere else, give us a call at 347 766 4323. That's 347. Follow us on Twitter at Weird Medicine or at Dr. Scott WM and visit our website at drsteve.com for podcasts, medical news, and stuff you can buy. Most importantly, we are not your medical providers. Take everything you hear with a grain of salt. Don't act on anything you hear on this show without talking it over with your health care provider. All right. Very good. Oh, about choked to death. Doing the intro. Mm-hmm. And uh, Tacey's getting very impatient, so I didn't want to start over again. So sorry about that, everybody. Oh, well, I think,
0: blame it on me. I think most
3: and <laughs> most everybody skips over it anyway. Uh, don't forget stuff.drsteve.com. Stuff www.drsteve.com for all your Amazon needs. Check out uh, Dr. Scott's web- website at simplyherbals.net. We'll talk about it in a second. And uh, do check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash weirdmedicine. It's a different show. And uh, if you want me to say fluid to your mama or uh, secretions to your daddy, I will he do loves so. It. I love to do it. It's cheap. Cameo.com slash weirdmedicine. Hello, Doctor Scott. Good afternoon. Scott. How are things at simplyherbals.net
5: these days? Fabulous, are they? Fabulous. Okay. Selling them a bunch of nasal spray. Do you? Yeah, buddy.
3: Do you get Is it Weird Medicine listeners, or is it just everybody all over? Everywhere? Most,
5: mostly, mostly Weird Medicine people. Oh, that's okay. Most, cool, yeah, cool. It's good stuff. Good we'll stuff. We'll check him out. Thank you.
3: Yeah. dot <laughs> Simply, it's like simplyherbals.net, <laughs> If you don't know how to spell, Simplyherbals.net. And um, I do want to say uh, happy birthday to our the person who does our podcast network. That would be Mr. Cardiff Electric. We've already gone over
0: women. this joke. Yeah.
3: Well, it's not a joke, honey. It's his birthday. You Again.
0: said that last week.
3: Uh, I was when doing I said a, we've
0: already gone over this joke, I was joke anticipating for the his birthday, time. and his
3: birthday is today.
0: Okay, I'm sick of it.
3: And we're, <laughs> we're part of the Cardiff verse. That's what this is called, the Cardiff verse. So, and in that in that universe, it's his birthday every every week. Mm-hmm. Anyway, happy birthday, at least, at least in his mind, Mr. Yeah. Cardiff. Thank you, sir, for your uh, support. Um, I have uh, a couple of things to talk about. Tacey and I, we went ahead uh, and—so just for our friends out there, because we are adventurous types, uh, went ahead and got our Omicron boosters. Our bivalent, not bivalent, as (laughs) my friend Jimmy Dore says. (laughs) Bivalent. (laughs) It's crazy. He's ambivalent. An ambivalent He's ambivalent about the uh, vaccine, but— are uh, our, our bivalent uh, Omicron boosters. I'm at risk because of my age. And, you know, uh, I've posted this on Twitter. It took out one-sixteenth of my lung the last time I had this damn virus. Mm-hmm. So, and didn't know it. I, I by the way, uh, blew 100—that <laughs> doesn't sound good. I blew 120% on my spirometry, which is this thing where you— you blow into a tube, mm. and uh, you expel all of your lung volume as quickly and as long as you can. Okay, is and that good? Yes. Yeah, hundred twenty percent of normal. So I always had really good lung capacity. Even when I smoked three packs a day, I would blow really um, high numbers on the spirometry. So I just you know was born with with good lung capacity, and that's good because when you lose one sixteenth of your lung. Uh, you you know, it, it's it's a non-trivial amount, but we have lots of redundancy. That's why we have two lungs. That's why we don't have to have, uh, you know, we don't live at 100 percent. So if you lose one percent, all of a sudden you're disabled. You know, you can lose a ton of lung capacity before you enter into that realm of disability. Uh, our, the human body is an amazing thing loaded with redundancies, uh, kidney function you can walk around with really impaired kidney function. I've got people who have very impaired liver function and they can walk around if they stop drinking mm-hmm. hint, hint to some certain people that that we uh, know and uh, some of our friends make fun of on the internet uh, you know you can regenerate your your most of your liver capacity as long as it's not completely scarred down so it is amazing. Uh, this this body that we're given, and we just fucking trash it. Yep,
5: we do. We wreck it, <laughs> eating right off the rails, eating French fries and calling them vegetables, and, yep. <laughs> and well, they are vegetables technically. <laughs> and putting ketchup on them and that being a vegetable. Yes, and just eating <laughs> just shit and not Jeez, exercising booga, and stuff. Booga, and It's amazing. Cheebooga, cheebooga, cheebooga.
3: I used to marvel at the fact that you want that if one molecule is off in your genetic code if it's the wrong if it's the wrong molecule uh, you're never born mm-hmm. you know it, it's a catastrophic failure it's a blighted fetus or it's never a fetus at all right. and uh, you know it, and just the pregnancy never happens but once you're here, Hell, you can do all kinds of shit and yeah. get away with it. You know? It is amazing. It's true. It's amazing. Anyway, if you do it. And if and if you F your body up slow enough, you can pretty much tolerate all just kinds of stuff. Yeah. Just not everything
5: up. Just Even if you just smoke a little bit. Yeah, right. well, <laughs> Just don't smoke. Stop that. Yeah, just stop the smoke. <laughs> don't smoke. Don't, don't smoke. No. Don't, don't, don't listen do to it. it. That's
4: just That's not what cool
5: they have anymore. Stop, stop, stop. New soundboard. Isn't that why we make edibles? So we don't have to smoke anything? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, That's what they're for. Exactly. To help you smoking cessation.
3: My niece, I talked about this (laughs) on uh, the Patreon show, which, by the way, check us out. uh, It's a completely, well, it's a very different show. Patreon.com slash weird medicine. And every 100% of... Calls that are sent to that show get read on the air. <laughs> I had a guy just recently say, "Yeah, I sent you a, a, an email of, or a voicemail. Never heard it on the air." I was like, "God, you know, it's now I'm already lying about it." But that was a mistake. But um, and if you have sent in a voicemail to the show, we're just way behind, and we will get those on the air very soon. Mm-hmm. But my niece is 59 years old, soon to be 60. Oh, wait. October. Wait a minute. She was born. Well, that's not right. Oh. No.
1: When was she, she born? What right year? No, she
3: was born in 63. So she'll be 50 next year. 60 next year, 60, yeah. Right? Uh, 60. 60 next year. So she's 59. She'll be 59 this October. And happy birthday, uh, Shannon from South Florida. That's that's my niece. And so She's um, doing okay right now. Yeah. So that's one Ooh, number one. Man. Uh, she's getting hammered and yeah, she's but- one of these, well, we're going to shelter in place type people.
0: Well, because she has like 30 animals.
3: That's the problem. Okay. Yeah. She has pigs and snakes And by the way, if you ever wondered who she who owns pigs and snakes, that was her. And that came about because her mother puts out a Christmas newsletter every year. (laughs) And her sister, Christine, has a PhD in, uh, and she's got like five businesses. And oh, Christine is opening up yet another, uh, you know, uh, speech pathology practice. And she's on faculty at. um, Be careful. What? Easy easy go. Okay. She has. Faculty at this university, and she owns Ford businesses, and then they get to Holly. Well, Holly owns pigs and snakes, and so that's where that came from. Because we would always laugh about how they would minimize Holly and uh, elevate Christine. Well, anyway,
0: she runs a hospice for dogs. Yes,
3: she's awesome. Yeah, and she's got all these animals, and so she can't leave, and that's why she has to shelter in place. So I don't want to make it sound like she's a lunatic, even though. She kind of is a lunatic, but um, she said she. The other thing about her is she is completely thinks that flatus is the most hilarious thing, okay. and she, fart jokes. <laughs> she, if she sends you an a letter, it it will have an ass with. Somebody farting, and you know, put brap on it, and and hee he he, and all this kind of stuff. She
0: draws <laughs>
2: turds.
0: Yeah,
3: of course I do the same thing. So I guess you know we were raised as brother and sister, yes. kind of. So you can see why why we're very similar. And yeah, I mean, I'm a and a grown man in the medical profession chooses a phone number is you know three four seven poohead. So. <laughs> (laughs) Anyway, but she sent me a book for my birthday, the big book of farty facts. And I thought what would be fun is we'll just go through and pick a a page at random and I'll read something from this. And this is published by uh, FartBoys.com if you want to check them out. Apparently, they um, have nothing but fart uh, products. And you can always check out the Flatus Flute. Oh, at flatusflute.com, uh, uh, uh-huh. which, of course, you know, I'm calling her a goon, and I'm the biggest goon that there is. So let me see. Okay, dreamy farts. This is chapter called Dreamy Farts. People fart more while sleeping. I'm going to substitute pass flatus since I'm in the medical profession uh, anytime they say fart. But uh, this is because our muscles are more relaxed, including the ones that normally hold flatus in. There are some ways to avoid suffocating yourself or another person at night. Well, first off, Tacy, if she ever passes flatus, I'm never aware of it. And if she does, it must smell like flowers. So <laughs> f- first, don't eat snacks or drink fizzy drinks before bed. Second, don't lie on your abdomen since your body weight pressures your intestines to push out air. Like, can you sleep on your stomach? I can't. Lord, no. no. Never. Mm-hmm. Who sleeps on None their stomach? And I'm assuming women with giant bazongas like Tacy can't sleep on their abdomen anyway. Uh, third, drink water before sleeping, which calms your digestion, huh? Mm -hmm. No, maybe warm water, right? Warm, yes. But the number one best way to pass flatus less in bed is pass flatus more during the day. There you go. There you go. You'll make people laugh. You'll feel better. And you won't (laughs) risk suffocation in a closed bedroom. So I'll mark that one as being read. And that is your farty fact for the day. It's our
5: flatus fact of the day. I like it. I like how Carl says there's no such thing as fun facts. Facts are just facts. They're not fun. No. We'll have to come up with a good uh, But I do have a f-
3: tune. I have an app by the way on on Alexa. I don't think that we've talked about it in a while. No. Echo ask Dr. Steve for a fun fact. Let's see if she's
2: The medical term for ingrown toenail is onychocryptosis or paronychia. Often the offending part of the nail must be removed by a healthcare provider. For another fact, please say, tell me another fact. That one wasn't To fun. quit say, stop.
3: Tell me. Stop. A, no. <laughs> God damn it. Okay. So,
0: let's
2: talk about to this To get another fact you can oh. say, tell me a fun fact. You can say stop or cancel to we exit. We can say stop? For more instructions, you can also okay. say, help.
3: T- tell me a fun fact. Oh.
5: <laughs>
2: Fingernails grow about one-tenth of an inch a month. If you lose a fingernail... It will take four to six months to regrow completely. Hmm. Toenails take a year to a year and a half to grow from cuticle okay. to tip, okay. which is why toenail fungus Echo treatments stop. take so Jesus. long. Echo What?
3: Okay, but how long
2: Basile did it take was you? initially a medical term Echo
0: that to people. Echo stop, Jesus. See, this is what happens. <sighs> how long?
3: <laughs> okay, what?
0: She won't shut up. <laughs> how long did it take you to make this app?
3: Well, uh, Daniel Stout and I uh, made it, and it took uh, really it didn't take that long. It took me an evening to just collect a bunch of stuff. And then you'd run it through there, and she mispronounces things. That's why it said peronikia, Per-o-niki. because I had to do that phonetically, because if I put it in there as the correct spelling, she said peronikia peronica or something like that.
5: Yes, I did.
3: And, but the reason I bring it up is there are a couple of gems nestled in there. There's a couple of mm-hmm. Dr. Doctor Chip Chipperson One's there's a Rich boss one that if you hit it, it will make you laugh out loud. And then there's just a bunch of flatus and colon and how long is your colon? Sure. How many turds do you make in a year? And I was just
0: wondering how much time <clears throat> goes away from our family doing things. Oh, like this. don't worry
3: about oh, it. I do this no. stuff after you go to bed. <laughs> just wondering, Miss. Just wondering. I go to bed at nine thirty every day.
5: <laughs> just wondering. I have She's retired. Of time. Give her a break, man. Yeah.
3: So anyway, yeah, not, none, zero. The answer is 0.0. Okay. Uh,
5: okay. Um, Jesus, we <laughs> I got you, taste. Don't worry. All right.
4: What does that mean?
5: Uh,
4: you got th- her for what? She's
5: retired. She's retired. Oh, you, you nice got her chair. back. Okay. I got her back. All right. You want to do some questions? Yeah, let's do it. All
3: right. Oh, wait. I sent you one that we had to do this week, and it was about an acupuncture needle. Do you no, have I've that? No, I've got
0: that. You sent that to me. You have that me. one?
3: Okay. Oh, cool, cool, cool. All right. Let's do that one. All um, right. I'll go ahead and get this disclaimer out of the way.
5: Number one thing. Don't take advice from some asshole on the radio. Thank you,
3: Ronnie B. Go ahead, Tase.
0: Chinese doctors retrieved three-inch acupuncture needle that 11-year-old boy inserted into his penis <laughs> because he was bored. oh <laughs> <laughs> He inserted it to see if it was possible and because he was bored.
3: Yes, it is possible. Don't do it. Just because it's possible, don't do it. He
0: pushed the needle into his urethra himself and was unable to urinate. I'd say. They removed the object during a non-invasive surgery using an endoscope.
3: Yeah. So the endoscopes, a lot of them, uh, particularly the ones that they'll go to get stones with, will have um, little... uh, Uh, Pinchers, pincher things. Yeah, it's like a little claw. So they would have just inserted one of those. I guarantee it didn't go too far off. No, no. It wasn't floating around in his bladder. It was probably still stuck in his urethra. Well, it was
0: pushed up into his bladder tube. I don't know what that means.
3: Yeah. It was an
0: eight centimeter needle.
3: So eight centimeter. Okay, so an inch is 2.5 centimeters. So two inches would be five. So it was about three inches, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. 7.5 would be three inches. That's a pretty good size needle. Yeah. So also, what do you think? Okay, go ahead.
0: Also. um do you think that
3: made his the pain in his knee feel better, Scott? <laughs> Took his
0: mind off of it.
4: <laughs> I would think um, so.
0: And then there last year, a 10-year-old boy um, with a sewing needle the same length as a Twix, he had to have. Why his, do they have to make a food analogy? <laughs> I don't know. Had to have um, it removed through his penis after it got stuck in his urethra.
3: Yeah. Guys, um, this is called urethral sounding. And it's people go. Why is it sounding? Well, when you when you have a rope with a bunch of knots on it, and you you lower it from your boat to see how deep the water is, that's called sounding. It's a mm-hmm. nautical term, mm-hmm. and that's really what they're doing. Is you know when we used to do um, urethral sounding, they would take a a, a a you know it looks like a nail, mm-hmm. big long you know rod. Mm-hmm. And and with uh, <laughs> markings on it, and you can see how deep you know how deep the uh, urethra was or whatever, uh, And that would be called urethral sounding. And there are medical reasons for doing that, not just curiosity, but so anything kind of you put in there is called urethral sounding. So or now it's re- you know, just urethral manipulation. But Scott, what do you think about?
5: Acupuncturing the uh, urethra—is that something you guys commonly do? That's a terrible idea. Yeah, it's terrible. No, the hope—the hope is he, he put it in with a sharp end first. Out. Oh, first. No, because the back end—it's got got the got the—it's um, got like a little metal wrap on, it to make it a lot easier to grab with the claws and pull it back out. Yes. Yeah. Yes because the other one's slick as a whistle because even though they're three inches long they're still pretty thin
3: yeah oh they're yeah they're like a little bit thicker in a human hair right yeah
5: Yeah, no we that's not something I I practice regularly you don't
3: do urethral no sounding
5: no I I discourage (laughs) that and I definitely would not want somebody going to the hospital and telling them I had done that to them.
3: Yeah, I mean, and this is one yeah. where it's harder to say you sat on it.
5: Yeah, yeah, yeah no. That would be an awful <laughs> accurate or, or but you could in, say, unfortunate event. You could say, event.
3: look what that goddamn acupuncturist did to me. <laughs>
5: <That> crazy fool. <laughs> that's right. uh, he told me he's fixing my that's, prostate. I would just
3: <laughs> find right. one in the phone book Lord, and just Lord. blame it on them. That's right, that's right. Yes. Not a DOM though. No. Someone that did a two week course. Yeah, terrible idea. that be more believable.
5: Keep those keep those um <clears throat> out of your aretha. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so, thank you. Poor thing. Thank you.
3: That's our PSA for <laughs> the day. Don't stick acupuncture yeah. needles up your cock. Don't you know what?
0: Anything.
3: I'm I'm not a Just say no, person. I'm for whatever, but they there are things that are made for this. But you need to have somebody who knows what they're doing show you how to do it the first time. Oh, yeah! Well,
0: and you shouldn't be 10.
3: No, 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 no. no. This is for adults only, consenting adults only. And be (laughs) safe out there, y'all. Don't do do stuff that's going to hurt you permanently. Just
0: because there's a hole doesn't mean anything has to be stuck in it.
3: That's (laughs) (laughs) spoken spoken by like a true woman (laughs) that's bullshit
5: yeah
3: that's it we we need to make a a a coffee mug out of that a tasty quote just because (laughs) there's a hole doesn't mean you have to stick Stick something something in it
5: it. (laughs) she's wise she's a wise she is very wise yeah you know doug 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 was just talking about on on the chat about prostate You mean issues. in the waiting in the waiting, room? waiting room. That's right in the waiting room about prostate oh, issues I don't mean that's not ugh for doug it's just no. that i call it the waiting room I guess he goes back in December to see if he has to have the um cystoc- oh yeah well, it remind me what's going on with yeah, Doug? yeah he was having just having some trouble with um um voiding his bladder completely some urgency issues yeah and they are gonna do a um um our favorite procedure. Cystoscope. Cystoscope. Well, at cha, least they cha, do cha. flexible
3: ones now instead of rigid ones.
5: Yeah, God, speaking of sounding,
3: yeah, yeah. The, I sounded
5: pretty. Woo. I invented cuss words when I had mine.
3: Yeah, but, well, I invented hit and run uh,
4: <laughs>
3: accidents, or you know, hit and run crimes. Uh, Apparently, he's the first person. People that don't know what I'm talking about. When I had my cystoscope, I hurt so bad when I was pulling out. I I ran into somebody's car and I got out and I looked and I didn't see any damage. I took off and then somebody wrote down my license plate and I swear they blamed the other side on me. Well, I didn't hit them that hard. (laughs) I mean, I just basically tapped them. I got out, I looked. It's like, I don't, there's no damage. I'm just leaving. I've got to get home. And uh, it just, and listen, we don't, Scott and I don't say that to dissuade you from doing it. If you need to have it done, do it. Yeah. in the greater scheme of things, it wasn't that bad. Did
0: you guys have the rigid one? No, or? we had
5: flexible. And so. It still hurt like an M ever. Right. But you know, we I, I'm, I'm with Doctor Steve. If if it, it. Yeah, if you need it, get it. Yeah, and you're going to be fine. Then you can join our brotherhood of That's those right. who survived. Yeah, like like, <laughs> right? like the fellowship in the ring. <laughs> oh we can
3: lord. F- we can ride off to the <laughs> nether lands with the elves at the end. Yes. But you can't torture us. We. That's right. We've had a, cystosco- a cystoscopy. Didn't
0: you say they, they um, numb it now or something? Yeah, they're
3: doing better now. Okay. So when you have it, Doug, or anyone else that's out there, say, listen, I heard what Dr. Steve said. This putting the numbing stuff on the end of the cystoscope and then jamming it in my no, urethra. No, come
0: on. That does nothing. It's
3: does, just for show. So uh, let's uh, let's numb it up ahead of time. So what they can do is they can take a syringe with the lidocaine gel and just hold it up to the urethral meatus, aka the cock hole, and just cut, sort of fill up your urethra with numbing medicine. Let you sit there for five minutes. I've got a better idea. What laughing gas? Mm-hmm. Why not
5: just a, just a little dose? Just you a little of cr- laughing gas. Crazy about laughing gas. Yeah.
3: Laughing glass. Uh, nitrous oxide. Yeah. I did it. Uh, I've done it twice in my life. Yeah. One time when I was having a root canal, Okay. doesn't stop the pain. It just passes the time. Mm-hmm. And I remember I, at some point in there, I got the idea that somehow I was married to Janet Jackson. <laughs>
4: when <I was> on <laughs> laughing
3: gas, it's the craziest fucking thing. Don't know where that came from. And maybe they were playing the music in the background or something. I don't know, but that was weird. And then I woke up, and you know, after all that, they just take it off and go, well, you can go. And it's like, well, can I drive? And it's like, yep, you're fine. And you are. And the second time was when Chanda did a plasma-enriched protein in my scalp for, to see if it would make my hair grow back, which it did. And uh, every time she would stick the needle in my head, it's not that I didn't feel it. Uh, it still, I still felt it, but it was like a, uh, I saw Fireworks go off. Oh wow. Like the most beautiful fireworks display <laughs> every time she stuck a needle in my scalp and injected plasma in it. Mm, love and it. it was very enjoyable, except yeah. the pain was there. I just kind of enjoyed it. Yeah. Well, so that was yeah, laughing gas is interesting. so maybe that would
5: work. Yeah, might work. Why don't they do that? more? Because it would just take us it's just a it's just a little bit of time. I mean, you yeah. just have to get through that one little Pinch, yeah, as it were. <laughs> that shit's dirt <laughs> cheap
3: too. And uh that Tacey's dentist charges a hundred bucks for like hundred bucks, oh, ten for minutes sucks. for doing laughing.
5: We guys. just gotta to, go to a dead show and you can just pick up a couple balloons and can you really? Oh yeah. What? Piece cake. Just oh. take it back to your office. <laughs> just tell
0: her I brought I can, my own. I, can, yeah. I
5: brought my own. Yeah, I brought my own. I'm not paying your, not paying your hundred bucks, bucks bitch. We'll take, we'll take her over there. It'd work. <laughs> oh my gosh. All right, I think she listens. So. <laughs> it's all right,
3: I hope my she teeth doesn't. look perfect.
5: Perfect. Man. All right. Um,
3: now what were we doing? Oh, okay. So, oh, yes. So, his is cystoscopy. Mm. So let um, we want to hear how that goes, mm. and uh, just let us know. But yeah, the cystoscopy itself, we talk about. It. I mean, it's a radio show. We got to talk it up a little bit. But it did suck. But.
5: Right. Yeah. The Omicron booster kicked my ass. Yeah, how'd you feel? Felt like shit. I didn't days? feel
0: good the next day.
5: Huh? How many days? Two days. Worse than Taseed shingles? felt bad for one day. I felt bad for two. Worse than the shingles vaccine? No, not even close. Okay. No,
3: cool. the shingrix... Shingrix wore you out. Uh, wore me out, yeah. but better than having shingles in my eye. Yeah. And when I did end up getting shingles, because I'm fucking stressed <laughs> out... And I got it anyway. It lasted literally a day. And that is unheard of in shingles world. Mm -hmm. You know? So, anyway. Shingles suck. Shingles, yeah. Tacy actually had shingles. Um,
0: When do you get your shingles vaccine?
3: Oh, God. Why do you have to ask me that? Um, Hang on. Shingrix schedule. I I don't want to say it wrong. That's why. No, you asked an excellent question. I should know the answer to this. Uh 50 years and older should get two jo- doses of Shingrix separated by 2 to 6 months.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: Now if, if you have a weakened immune system because of disease or therapy, you should get it after age 19. So wow.
0: do both vaccines kick your butt or just one?
3: Oh, you mean both doses? Yes. Yeah, uh, I mm, th- If I remember correctly, the first one was worse for me Mm -hmm. than the second one. As a matter of fact, I think I was sailed through the second one. Yeah, I don't remember you complaining about the second one. The first one was awful. Yeah. Did you have it? No. No? Not yet. Okay. You're not 50, right? Barely. How old old are you? 54. Oh, you are? Yeah. So why haven't you had the Shingrix?
5: Well... Oh, no, no for fuck's sake! Are you serious? <laughs> I'm chicken. I don't want to feel like
0: you had shingles in your crotch once, and I, I like I did. You get it?
5: Yeah, you'd buy God yeah. gets. That's it.
0: my birthday present next yeah, year.
5: I guarantee it. Yeah.
3: So, if you had your colonoscopy? Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's one. I remember I had that remember? a couple yeah. weeks ago. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. right, was, right. right was okay, so you've, had, so you've had that. We'll slow. give you one of give those. Give
5: yourself yeah. a bill! That was
3: brain you slow. You have not that. had your Shingrix shot, nope. which you should have. What about um, oh. cardiac? Um, Workout. Yeah, cardiac, just screening stuff. Cholesterol? Oh, no, I don't have any cholesterol issues. When was the last time you had your cholesterol checked?
5: Hmm... I have it once a, once a year. Oh, you do? Okay. Right. I do have it once a year. Okay. Our, right. friend our, our friend takes it for us.
3: Okay. All right. So you're up to date on your yeah. screening stuff. The only thing you haven't had is your Shingrix vaccine. Right. You should yeah. have it.
5: Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty good shape of think. thing. And I try to stay hydrated. <laughs> okay,
4: good. That's
5: great. Good that's for great. you. Yeah.
3: With Coors Light, because that's just for hydration. Exactly.
5: You know. or, or tequila or scotch or whatever. Okay. Yeah.
3: All right. So yes, age fifty years and older. If you're fifty years or older and you have not got your Shingrix, you should talk to your primary uh, care about it, and uh, you can just go to your um, pharmacy, most places, mm-hmm. and just get it. Yeah. And then uh, it needs to. So you, if you get one now, you have to wait at least two months, and then get it before it's been six months, and you're good. Okay. Yep. And this one, it, yes, it kicks your ass. Mm-hmm. But it is worth well, it yeah, because it is much more potent than the old Zostavax or whatever the hell the old one was. I yeah, don't even remember stuff. the name of it.
5: And I do, Zostrick, have,
3: I do so. have a question from the from the waiting room yep. if, you, if you'd like one. Yep, before course. To of course. Of course. Yeah. We are a yeah.
5: medical question and answer. We should probably answer some questions at yeah. some point. Clinton. Clinton wants to know what would cause higher than normal systolic blood pressure? His diastolic is usually normal, normal, but he said his uh, blood pressure runs 140 over 80. Yeah. yeah. Well, he has systolic hypertension. Yeah. Yeah, but he's just asking why systolic versus diastolic. Yeah, got yeah. it. Got yeah. it. Yeah.
3: Um, so it, it's, people are divided on this. It really is a matter of fluid dynamics. Right. You know, uh, when you have isolated systolic hypertension, which is what that is, that's when the blood pressure is less than you know 80 and the other on the lower side mm-hmm. and then the upper side is you know 130 or higher um, it is uh, usually caused by uh, several different causes okay so how, how can you make um, the that upper number go up mm-hmm. okay so you you basically have this range and when you do someone's blood pressure what you're really doing is you're listening to uh, what's the pressure in the arm when you start to hear heart sounds, Mm -hmm. and what is the pressure in the arm when you stop hearing heart sounds. So that is the range. And so these two things are not really separate numbers. It's just that's how far the range is. And that helps to sort of understand this. So um, any artery stiffness. So... um, uh, an inability of the uh, uh, of the arteries to com- of the artery to compress will give you a falsely elevated uh, upper number because you can't compress it enough to to quench that number. It'll you, you know, you go up one one forty one sixty one eighty. Mm-hmm. And because you're you're basically listening to a lead pipe, it never compresses enough to uh, stop the sound. And mm-hmm. so you get the numbers can go way high. And on those people, if you do an actual arterial uh, pressure where you stick a, um, a catheter in their artery and read the pressure directly, they, their blood pressure could be normal, mm-hmm. but they've just got uh, so much calcification in their artery. Now, Clinton is young, so I'm going to assume that's not what it is. Yeah. Um, any kind of overactive... Uh, thyroid disease, hyperthyroidism can cause isolated um, uh, hy- uh, systolic hypertension, uh, blood sugar, heart valve disease. If you're overweight yeah. and they're using too small of a cuff, mm-hmm. um, you'll get an elevated blood pressure as well. Mm-hmm. Okay, You need to use the right size cuff. Right. And those what things a- all have markers on them to show you if if your arm is too big for the cuff that they're using. What about
0: diastolic? Yeah, if your so, diastolic is high.
3: So the, usually, the way I think about diastolic blood pressure is if you're, uh, you know, so what would increase that range? One of the things would be if you had vasoconstriction. So if the blood vessels are constricted in your all over your system, you won't be able to decrease that, that range. You won't have... The, the lower level will be
5: higher than it should be. Because they're supposed to relax to a certain degree. That's right. Yeah. So uh,
3: it, it's kind of hard to, to uh, answer in those terms. Let's, let's go back to our old thing that we've talked about on this show before. What's a good model of the circulatory system? And one a, a decent model would be if you have a water pump and you hook the uh, hose up to the output – Mm-hmm. And then you take that hose and you turn around and you hook it back to the input. Mm-hmm. And then you charge the whole thing with water and you turn it on so that the pump is pumping water through. It goes through the pump, uh, through the, pu- uh, the shit, hose. goes through the hose yep. <laughs> and comes back um, back to the pump through that same hose. Okay, so it's just a s- one circuit goes around. And somewhere in there you uh, puncture the hose and you put a pressure valve. And then you play with it, okay? So, what would make the pressure go up? Well, if you had, um, if you made the caliber of the hose smaller distal to the to the gauge, okay? In other words, on the other side of the gauge. Let's say the gauge is close to the uh, pump, and then you start squeezing, or you just make the pu- the hose a smaller caliber. Mm-hmm. That's going to create back pressure, yep. right? Okay. And the, the resistance to flow will go up, mm-hmm. and therefore
5: the pre- total pressure will go up. Yeah, you can see those little gauges on those pumps yeah. just start to Yeah, it'll, get, it'll yeah. elevate. Yeah. Which
0: one's worse? Are they uh, both just bad?
3: Yeah, it's an excellent question. So the way that they define hypertension is by looking at both the systolic and the diastolic. Because, again, it's a range. They're not two separate things. It's just a top and bottom of the range of how how um, how much pressure is required to uh, basically, again, quench that sound uh, in, in your arm. I mean, that's really what we're looking at. So it's engaged in, in millimeters of mercury. It's all very sort of indirect. So normal blood pressure, the top number is less than 120, but the bottom pressure needs to be below 80. And they both have to be... Uh, below 120 and below 80, respectively, uh, together, or uh, it's not normal. So elevated would be a, a top number of 120 to 129 and a, a diastolic or lower, still less than 80. So you can have a little bit of elevation of the systolic, and but you still have to have a normal uh, diastolic or lower number. Uh, to be called elevated. And then now it's classified as hypertension if your top number is 130 to 139 or the bottom number is 80 to 89 or both. Either, you know, If either one of those is true, it's considered stage one hypertension. And then stage two hypertension is when the top number, the systolic, is greater than 140 and the diastolic is greater than 90. But it could be either one. So, really, um, you know, having any level of hypertension puts you at uh, risk for heart, uh, heart disease and stroke. So it's like saying, well, you know, which alcohol is better to drink, vodka or wine? You know, it's
5: yeah. well, wine. <laughs> Obviously, <laughs> vodka, the right. <rice. laughs>
0: so, so what if you're running? Say 122, 123, usually with 80, or what if you're running 120 versus 82, 83? Is that enough to be concerned?
3: Uh, Concerned, yes. So remember, your heart beats 72 times a minute, Mm. 60 minutes an hour, Mm. You know, 12 hour or 20, 12, 24. 24 hours a day, 365 for years and years and years. So, what you're talking about is a little bit of chinks in the armor mm-hmm. being taken out every time, and just a little bit of damage, it all piles up. These sort of microaggressions on your cardiovascular system. Because- so, yes, um, if you're running, if you're elevated, it bears uh, lifestyle changes. If it's hypertension, you can sometimes convince your primary care to say, listen, give me give me six months to lose some weight and exercise and get my diet right, and let me see if it comes back down. But they're going to want to treat you.
0: So because I'm retired, I take my blood pressure like 10 or 11 times a day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So someday, sometimes it's high, and then sometimes it's yes. really low. So is it an average throughout the day?
3: Yeah, pretty much. So um, I should be
0: averaging it instead of just... taking it and freaking out because it's a little high and then I'll take it 10 minutes later and it's a little low. If
3: it's 10 minutes later, then that also calls into question which one of those is more accurate. So if it's more often low and just occasionally elevated, it's one of those things that you can just, most of the time you can monitor that. We have some patients come in and they have a thing called white coat hypertension. When they come in, there are 180 over 110 and they're freaking out and the, you know, the, the office is freaking out and they go, no, 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 I just have isolated um, white coat of hypertension. And it's hard for clinicians to just believe them when they say that, mm. because you don't want to send somebody home who maybe the reason that they're saying that they have white coat of hypertension is because they don't want to take the medication because they heard bad things about it. And, by the way, most of the medication now is pretty well tolerated. Pretty benign, yeah. Um, so uh, what we can do for those people is send them home with an ambulatory blood pressure monitor. and the Ooh, ambu- that
0: sounds like fun to me. It's not
3: bad. It's I would just- have
0: fun with that. Oh, yeah, it
3: is fun. Mm-hmm. And you walk around for 24 hours with this ambulatory blood pressure monitor, and it'll take your blood pressure every X number of minutes. And that you can prove if someone has... Uh, uh, white coat hypertension by watching their blood pressure go down when they leave and stay down until they come back to get the thing taken off and then goes back up again. So uh, I'm looking at a reasonably new article in clinical cardiology about isolated diastolic hypertension. In other words, people who have a normal uh, upper number, but an elevated lower number. Okay. And so these are findings from this thing called the Stanislaus cohort, and this was a cross-sectional analysis of 1,600 people, uh, which was a large longitudinal study from eastern France. And what they found was uh, isolated diastolic hypertension was not significantly associated with um, target organ damage. So they said further studies were needed to clarify the clinical role of this, so they may take data like this and go, uh, okay, we're going to change the definition of hypertension again because they've changed it a thousand times. Mm-hmm. When I was in training, it was anything greater than 140 over 90 was hypertension. Okay. And we didn't really make a lot of distinctions. You made a distinction if someone had end organ damage when they came in. That was a hypertensive uh, um, emergency mm-hmm. if they had Dizziness or altered mental status, that kind of stuff. But other than that, we didn't make a huge distinction between hypertension and now there's all these. Then there were four stages, now they've brought it back down to two stages. I mean, this shit goes through these consensus panels and they keep changing it. So this study here may actually change uh, the definition of hypertension if they decide to take off the or. Uh, a diastolic greater than eighty nine or whatever, okay. you know. So we'll see. Cool. So hell, they don't know. So how the fuck am I supposed to know?
0: Okay, got it. You know there what I mean? You go.
3: <laughs> all right, all right. Anything else? Yeah, let Led Shoe Joe. Oh yeah, Led Shoe
5: Joe. Oh Led Shoe. He was led- the old uh, blues blues uh, guitarist. He sounds like it. He uh, he was at the last little part of this question was does does weather affect your blood pressure? Or just your, just your perception of the blood pressure, or perception of pressure? Well, isn't that interesting? You know, does weather affect, I would say yes on the front end, at least if you're in a new weather environment. You know, if you're in the middle of a hurricane, I would say your blood pressure is <laughs> going to go up. <laughs> yeah, you but that's, so. until that's you get caused used to by it. circumstance. Yeah, well.
3: Okay, uh, I'm looking here. A blood pressure is generally higher in the winter and lower in the summer yeah. because temperatures can cause blood vessels to temporarily yes. narrow. This inc- Okay, I, I'll give you one. Give if that's what you were thinking wheel. of, then, yeah. I don't think, like, Tacy's mom says, well, hell, there's a storm coming, uh, you know, because her knees are a pain in her. Now, I've heard that enough to say that there might be some validity to that. Oh,
5: there's 100% but validity.
3: But I've also, okay, but I've also found out that whatever Joanne says <laughs> is incorrect.
5: So, hundred so percent of the time. Hundred percent, yeah. No, I know. No, yeah. my, my knees will tell. My both of my knees will tell you it's about to get stormier I wonder if anybody's so ever done a study. On barometric that. pressure changes okay. on arthritis. Uh, joint own. pain. Totally. And barometric pressure. Well, that's just by God's. I here. can tell you from experience. Let's see.
3: Um, right, golly. Changes in barometric pressure may make your tendons, muscles, and any scar tissue expand and contract. And that can create pain in joints affected by arthritis. Okay. There you go. That's from WebMD. So what I'm looking for is an actual study, and uh, I can't find one. So that's something. Let's put that down for next time. Sounds good to me. And we'll see. I I mean, I hear it all the time. So I, I believe that there is at least some sort of gestalt consensus that it's true, I would Mm -hmm. like to know because people also believe that there's more uh, deliveries in the uh, labor room during a full moon Mm -hmm. or more admissions for uh, mental illness when there's a a full moon.
0: Or just crazy shit in general Mm -hmm. in offices.
3: Right. And there have been studies that have shown that that, there is no correlation whatsoever.
5: Oh, come on. That can't be true. Yeah, for real. I know. It's got to be true.
3: No, it doesn't have to be true. <laughs> to data, it, it, because we think that it's true, doesn't make it true. The data is pretty, pretty uh, robust on that one. Yeah, that's cool. Pretty interesting. That is, that is interesting. Because I would have sworn that ah, there was some too. correlation yeah. as well. But uh, yeah, zero correlation. All right. Okay. Um, let's take some. You want to take a let's question? Take, let's take question. Yeah. All right. Oh, here's one uh, right down our alley, which of course.
0: Penis question. No,
4: better than that. Hey, Dr. Steve, this is Dave. As I'm getting older, I don't normally eat breakfast, but when I go out and have breakfast uh, Saturday mornings, I'll have something greasy like fried eggs, sausage, hash browns. And without a doubt, within 20 minutes, I will have volcanic defecations. And it just completely cleans out my system because then I don't use the toilet again for another three days. Okay. When I was younger, you know, it never used to be a problem, but now it is. Is that a problem? What's going on? Is old age catching up with me? Is there something I should be concerned about?
3: This sounds like a feature, not a bug. <laughs> you know, that could be—that's an exploitable thing. Uh, uh, I, dude, um, a couple of things. Well, do you want to – he may have some uh, pancreatic insufficiency is what yeah, I'm yeah. wondering about.
5: Sounds um, like a gastro- What is it, gastrocolic reflex. Well, like that is have. a real yeah. thing.
3: So, okay, yeah. now we've thrown out a bunch of jargon. We better explain it. Yeah, yeah. So uh, one of the mechanisms that the body uses to uh, absorb fat is when you eat a lot of fat that uh, the gallbladder contracts and it's supposed to uh, uh, put bile into the small intestine. And also the um, pancreas will in, inject um, uh, enzymes into the um, small intestine that can help to uh, break down fat to make it uh, digestible. And if you can't do that, what happens is these Fat molecules just pass unchanged into the small intestine, which then accelerates because it can't—it's it become it can't be stopped at that point. Uh, through osmosis, they these small molecules will start to draw water in uh, to the lumen of the bowel, and then that you basically flush from uh, top to bottom, and yeah, it cleans you out pretty good. But you get an irritable bowel type situation where you just have voluminous diarrhea, watery diarrhea. And, uh, and then it stops when all of those little solutes or, you know, insoluble chunks of uh, partially broken down fat are finally excreted from the bowel. So – uh, that It could be that. Um, and, and the way to know that is if you see fat globules in the water. And I know after you just take a giant water shit, the last thing you want to do is go look at it. But if you see oil yeah. floating on the top like you would uh, in your, you know, your mother's uh, marinara sauce mm-hmm. – then, uh, you know, you start seeing those those lakes of olive, olive oil, oil and stuff floating, floating to the top. If you see that, that's what it is. Yeah. It's flat, fat malabsorption, mm-hmm. and that needs to be looked at. Yeah. So um, they'll do a 24-hour stool for fat and see if uh, you need pancreatic enzymes or if there's something going on with your gallbladder or something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh you know, one of the old adages is, you know, when you the old joke, is you know, the doctor, it hurts when I do this. Well, don't do that. Mm-hmm. So, if you see this as a problem, stop doing it.
0: Mm-hmm. Where's the uh, eating? I wonder.
3: Yeah, I don't know. I don't want to say. I have an idea. I, it. I,
5: I know. So,
3: uh, Scott, what were you gonna say?
5: No, that's kind of what I was thinking too. Just maybe a gallbladder getting getting a little wild. Yeah, it could be not just absorbing every the uh, the greasy foods. That maybe doesn't eat a lot of greasy foods and yeah. Body just kind of shits it right out.
3: Yeah. Or the gastrocolic reflex. Gastrocholic, you brought that up. Yeah. That's a reflex when you eat something. And these babies have that. Yes. A very strong gastrocolic reflex. You put food in their stomach, they shit to yep. make way for the food that's coming. Uh, and sometimes the uh, body will just get conditioned. Yeah. When you put a bunch of greasy stuff in the stomach, it's like, okay, I got to get cleaned out because we got a big load of mm. hard to digest stuff coming. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
5: Mm-hmm. He has just one, but he didn't say anything about having pain or no, 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 Okay, good. No. Yeah, no, I think he's no. just a little metal absorption. Yeah, yeah. Well, and he's right.
3: When we get older, it's just yeah, harder do to
5: do this stuff. Break stuff down like we used to. That's for sure. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. So, a follow-up question from another person. This is
3: some... hi,
4: Doctor Steve, Doctor Scott. Hey, hey man. um, I want to talk about sports.
5: Okay. Oh. Um,
3: Excellent.
4: I come from a long line of. Farting people, hey. in Holly. My this, family. this
3: question's for you. Um,
4: I've always had, you know, impressive farts, smelly farts. Excellent. Um, throughout, you know, a lot of them throughout the day. Nice. The last three years, though, I've been taking uh, like metamucil, okay, fiber supplement, and I've noticed a huge decrease in decrease. the of flatulence that I've been producing, both in in um, smell and and. Decibels and and the Aww. amount throughout the day, <laughs> but I've always read that taking an increase, having an increase of fiber supplement would would make more flatulence. Depends on, but the this fiber. seems to be the opposite with me. Yeah, um, I've also been eating healthier, um, so okay. I don't know. Does is does the fiber supplement have something to do?
3: Yeah, but now he's introduced a, a second variable, so that makes it very difficult to it say.
4: With but. my Decrease in flatulence, or my change in diet. Um, maybe you could explain this.
3: That's a. Uh, it is tough because Metamucil is psyllium fiber, and it's not the most flatulogenic of the soluble fibers, but it's close because psyllium husk for some people has undigestible, um, uh, you know, saccharides in it that make you know f- sugar molecules that uh, increase the amount of flatulence that people have. Uh, and, but the, if you really want to fart your ass off, use something with chicory slash inulin fiber. Chicory and inulin are synonymous. Mm-hmm. And that stuff... When Opie and Anthony were going to do a uh, farting contest, I was going to have everybody take two of those the night before and two of those an hour before the show. And that would guarantee plenty of fun. <laughs> and uh, because inulin fiber, it's sold as, I think, Benna fiber, I'm not sure. I, I don't want to malign their brand. It's a good fiber. It's it's the what it, it will d- com- dissolve completely in water, so it's completely clear. But it really will cause uh, flatus. And uh, the one that won't is citrus cell. A citrus cell is not digestible by us or by the bacteria, our yeast in our gut, and therefore passes through unchanged. So uh, I can't explain this in him. I think the second variable, the change in diet, may have had more to do with it than the the metamucil. Because normally I would predict someone taking uh, psyllium fiber would have an increase in flatus rather than a decrease. So... um, Now, maybe because he's increasing his fiber, he's passing stool, his transit time. In other words, the time that food is put in the stomach to the time it exits from the anus has uh, decreased. Therefore, stuff isn't hanging around in his gut as long as it used to, giving the uh, bacteria in his gut a longer opportunity mm-hmm. to ferment it and create gas. So maybe that's what it is. Okay. So if the soluble fiber decreased his transit time, he would have less flatus because there'd be less bacterial activity on the undigested food products in his horrible colon. Yes. So I'll give myself one of these. on that. Give yourself a bill. I think that might be what it is. Yeah,
5: exactly.
3: Okay. And before we go, I, uh, do you want to say, I don't know if we're coming back to SiriusXM or not. I didn't put this on the SiriusXM show. But if you're listening to this and you like hearing our show on SiriusXM, how about sending them an email <laughs> or tweet out to them and I'll retweet it?
0: Yeah, um, all four of you, please yeah. do that.
3: Yeah. But I'll retweet it to Lewis Johnson and, and them. But uh, Jim McClure is in charge of that. I'm hoping he's just on vacation. Our contract is up very soon. And uh, like Tacy yeah, yeah, like yeah. said, nothing lasts forever. I would like to know so we could do like a last show. That would be fun. And I would get a bunch of people to call in and stuff like that. You just hate to just all of a sudden not be on the air anymore. Yeah. So we'll see. But it's if we're not, it's been a fun run. It was uh, nice. As I told Carl at the uh, roast when he said, well, you know, you're the only one of us that's actually a professional broadcaster. I'm not. You know, the, my inability to to uh, cogently describe the difference between systolic and diastolic. I thought you did. Hypert- good. You did. OK. Mm-hmm. Well, do, yeah. All right. Considering. Well, thank you. Yeah. Considering.
4: <laughs>
3: but uh, would indicate that I'm not a professional broadcaster. Certainly not the last professional broadcaster, whatever that oh. means, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I do think that uh, it is nice having uh, a show on Sirius XM just so you can say, well, we're not just a bunch of schtunks with a podcast like every other 100,000
0: people But how many there? years yeah. have you done it, Steve?
3: Well, we started in 2005, right? Yep. Is that okay, right? So yep. Sunfield didn't
0: yep. last that long.
3: Yeah. Is that right? Yeah.
5: Well, me yeah. and Anthony
3: didn't last that long.
0: So, I mean, you know, just right. it is what it is. If you
3: if you take the XM years in and also understand that we only did it four times a year in the beginning, and then we were doing it every other week, and then we started doing it weekly, thank you to e for that. He was the one that got us on weekly. Uh, but if you count all of that, then we are the longest. By, well, even if you don't count that now, we're the longest-running show on that channel. Mm-hmm. Which is crazy. The channel
0: hasn't even kept its name. I mean, it's just.
3: I know. It was a good awesome.
0: run. If it happens, it was really God, good. God, it, it was the nothing best. Nothing to be ashamed. It was so much fun. Of and yeah, yeah, you should be proud of yourself. Well,
3: we have a good. Uh, a good sizzle reel for when I croak. They've got all kinds of crazy shit that they can uh, <laughs> they can compile. If they even mention that I'm dead,
5: <laughs> they might not mention. Uh, it. probably not. Like, <laughs> Who's that old codger? Fuck him. That old
3: man that used to come in here. He
5: filled space for an hour. Yeah,
3: he's boring and unfunny. That's right. Yeah, fuck That's all of you Fuck all of y'all. <laughs> all right. Well, listen. Uh, thanks. Always go to Dr. Scott. And uh, thanks always go to Tacey and all the people in the uh, waiting room, including... uh, See, I do mine at the end of the show. I don't read all of the names for 10 minutes at the beginning of the show. Uh, Bob Bombington and uh, Amanda Davidson and Richard Kish, Led Shoe Joe. I'm only reading the ones that I can see. I'm sure Sean Pedrick is in there somewhere. Yeah, there he is. And, and Colin Carnes. Uh, yeah, Colin Carnes. And a, and a host of others. A host of others. So,
5: uh,
3: yeah, hang out with us uh, Wednesdays or Thursdays. Just watch our Twitter feed at Weird Medicine if you'd like to join the waiting room. They have more fun. They're just talking amongst themselves, they're not listening to the show. And uh, I don't blame them. (laughs) But anyway, uh, thanks to everyone who's made the show happen over the years. Listen to our SiriusXM show on the Faction Talk channel. SiriusXM, maybe. Channel 103. May have to change the script. Uh, Saturdays at 7 p.m. Eastern. Sunday at 6 p.m. Eastern. On Demand. And really, at Jim McClure's pleasure. Many thanks to our listeners whose voicemail and topic ideas make this job very easy. Go to our website, drsteve.com, for schedules, podcasts, and other crap. Until next time, check your stupid nuts for lumps. Quit smoking, get off your asses, get some exercise. See you in one week for the next edition of Weird Medicine. Thanks, everybody. Thank
5: you.
0: Thank you.